Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Talking Locks podcast with Lockitude. This is the Everyday People with Locks series and I'm your host, Adi Balogun. This episode is produced by Savage Media. Today, we'll be discussing locks and kids. Our guests are two amazing humans. Precious Ajonu, who has a personal ambition to inspire critical thinking that leads to positive outcomes for individuals and society. She's the founder of The Thinking School and currently head youth engagement and learning at Jobberman. Also joining us today is Alia Ajonu, Precious's lovely six-year-old daughter. As you would expect, both mother and child are lockheads. And now, without further ado, let's get right into it. Um, I have started recording. So, hi, Precious. Hi, Aliyah. And hi, Aaron, if Aaron is still anywhere around us. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Talking Locks podcast. It is the Everyday People with Locks series. And today we're discussing locks and kids. I'm really excited about what this conversation is going to reveal. And um, I really am looking forward to hear from Aliyah about how she feels about her locks. So, um, Precious, if you don't mind going first, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and um, your own locks and why you actually will decide to have your daughter have locks? Oh, thank you so much for having us today. Um, my name is Precious Adjanu. I'm Head Youth Engagement and Learning at Jobberman, Nigeria. I've had my locks for about three years now, and I think it was one of those decisions where you turn 30 and you have your very early midlife crisis. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I had a midlife crisis, scraped my hair. You know, typically when they say when a woman cuts her hair, there's something happening. Um, mm. So the first transition for me was to natural hair. And I think my partner helped at the time. He really had a thing for a woman, you know, unlocked. I remember he saw some program called... Um, I don't remember what it's called now. And I remember him saying the most beautiful person there was the lady with locks. (laughs) So I was thinking, okay, I have to (laughs) be more beautiful than she was. But I I think that was two years before. And then eventually I had locks. But for Aaliyah, um, she just never really liked her hair being combed. And there was something about you combing her hair that she just wasn't having it. I think we managed to cut her hair maybe like four times. And then here we are. Alia wants to say something. Yeah, go on, Alia. So the first reason I went on looks is yes, because I didn't like the way they combed my hair. I don't like the way that the combs are as big and your hair. And they want your hair to be as smooth as usual. You can have your hair any way you want. Mm. Fantastic. I'm so happy to hear this. And, um, well, I'm, 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 I even applaud you because, um, Aliyah, I did not, um, lock my, I locked my hair immediately after I had cut off my perm. So I don't even really remember what it was like to comb my, my kinky natural hair, but I do know that that is always a concern for most people managing the kinkiness in your hair and locking your hair is a very good option so alia how old were you do you remember how old you were when um you decided to when mommy agreed to let you have your locks 
Um, no, but mm -hmm. I think I've had it from two years or three mm -hmm. or one. Okay. I'm not sure, but I think I was four then. Okay, about four. And how old are you now? Six. Oh, you're six years. So you've had locks for almost two years. Um, so I'm going to ask now about you and how you cope with um, your locks. Do, do you do any of your friends in school have locks? No. Okay. And um, does anybody find how how do you feel about that? Do you wish more people had locks with you, or are you okay with just being the only one that has locks? in school um not really but i'd like if other people had locks so that we could pray with each other okay all right good precious can you tell us a little bit about navigating the school system with a daughter who has locks yeah. it's a lot right it's a lot you know from the weird looks to people asking if it's for spiritual purposes Believe it or not, there's something there. Worship bond with it. Um, is it spiritual? Is she stubborn because she has locks? I've had all sorts of questions um, being asked. And yeah, but again, I think it helps um, the kind of mother and parents that Alia has and her own personality as well. Um, my daughter couldn't be bothered, right? So um, I think for us, and what I tell the school is, if, if it's a school that would not allow locks, my child is not going to come here. So that's how personal or that's how important it is for us because it's natural Nigerian hair. So if you're not going to allow it, then it's not the school for us. And I think that's kind of helped us um, manage the social pressure, if you like, just having a young child with locks. Okay, so um, just speaking a little bit more to the school, I'm wondering, did you actually get reject any schools because of that reason has it been a consideration or have you had to have special conversations with like a headmistress on why your daughter has this hair and what has it been like explaining it i, I think i mean yes um i haven't had um to have a conversation with the headmistress because my children's present school the owner has locks so that helps um, but I know when we were shopping for a school, um, we did encounter quite a few schools that would say, you know, they have some sort of hair policy, um, things around that, in either how they want the boys um, to have their hair, because my son has um, a hair situation, if you like, he has very coily hair um, that tends to lock naturally, you know. So we've had those, but we just did stay away from those schools that were very close-minded um, when it came to things like this yeah well in, in interesting um i don't know if that answers your question no yes it, it does answer yeah. my question i think um we at lockitude have you know had to speak to a few parents who are considering it for their their kids and one of the big things is school so even when the parent has a strong personality or even the child has a strong personality, they are afraid of what perception the child will have and if they would be accepted in in the schools that they choose to attend. Um, the, the, the 
it really i've been having these conversations i think this is about the fifth recording um that we are doing on the everyday people with locks and it just reinforces the fact that we don't right. know who we are because why would the stories are kind of like the same even yes. speaking to everybody else in their different situations in yes. work in religion with age it's just like why are we rejecting something that is unique to us as africans the I'm, I'm not even sure I've been able to answer that question with this series yet. Like, why do we frown at it? Why would you have to have a conversation <laughs> about it even? You know, why, why is it something? Right. Yeah. I think it's... Yeah, I think it's so many different things, right? Even growing up, um, there was this belief that, if you, you know, having locks is spiritual. And you know how we are, we've moved away from our African spirituality. So anything that takes us closer to our center or reminds us of who we really are, I think it's something that is scary um, for the most part. And things people don't understand, more often than not, nobody wants to explore that. You know, I, I remember when I had the carry, I, I got it from Lucky Tip on my hair. It was such a conversation starter. You know, scared some people off. You know, what's she up to? Why do you have a carry on your hair? You know, I, I think people maybe imagine I would disappear. I don't know. But it was quite interesting how fearful we are of who we truly are, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I like the way you put it about the fear that we encounter um, when we are approached or faced with anything that reminds us of who we really are. And I, I believe that this is linked to why Africa is perceived as a third world country. I did not intend to start this podcast from a political point of view. I'm really trying to talk about locks and kids here, but I almost feel like <laughs> the more we we, we become sure and in tune with who we are the 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 better it is so alia um are you still there i agree yes okay i want to ask did you like to lock your hair because you liked mommy's hair was that a thing for you yes i actually did once I was inspired by her and her hair. I actually wanted to try it on, so I went on walks. That's great. Um, I just wanted to be sure that um, it is important how we also perceive ourselves and what our children can take from that. Um, Precious, the next question is a little bit for you. How did your parents take this? How did your, 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 your partner... Um, <laughs> take this decision. Did they think that you're trying to put your your child at um, a disadvantage by deciding to lock her hair? Well, um, I, I think it helped that I locked mine before my daughter, and again, my personality, right? So, and with my parents, uh, <laughs> they, they think I put a lot of effort in being weird, right? I put in a lot of effort, you know, in being weird. So, I think people were. You know, they're very careful not to upset me and very politically correct, you know, things around. Um, don't you think it might be better? So now they're thinking, why not natural hair? Why lock the hair? You know, um, we've moved, at least we moved from permed hair to natural hair. So why not just stay there? Why do you have to be so intense, you know, locking the hair and those sort of things? 
but I, I think, I think, yeah, for my parents, it's more like it's my decision. I'm an adult. I, I, I mean, your feedback is welcome, but I will do what I want to do it anyway. So, and it's my child, right? But I think the concern was how would she fit in um, with people, you know, um, maybe discriminate um, because of her hair, um, you know, and then they will say things like people might not tell you. Mm -hmm. um, but they're looking at you a certain way. And that's true. And as a parent, I think about that even. How are my children perceived? You know, what sort of friends? And there was a time I was really worried. I think one time my daughter came home and said she didn't have friends. And I was very worried. But something that I'm also grateful for now is they are learning very quickly, especially for my child, um, not to my girl child, my daughter, um, not to, um, see, you know, to appreciate her kind of beauty. And I tell her all the time, you know, we talk about skin, you know, your brown skin, it's perfect. We talk about her hair, this is your natural hair. You know, she, she does ask a lot of questions in movies, their hair are very silky, mine is kinky, why? Why is my hair that? So I, I, I feel like she's luckier than I was in the sense that she gets a very early start in terms of knowing and appreciating who you are as opposed to me that I had to wait until I'm 30 to start to embrace things like my skin my hair and you know etc etc mm. yeah interesting I, I really like the way you put it and I'm actually you know writing some notes and and some learnings I'm taking from this because I think naturally when I do have kids a boy or girl you could expect that I will be locking their hair for sure <laughs> <laughs> so um just speaking to perception still did you have to convince your partner when you decided to make that decision for Aliyah and with Aliyah you know did you have any resistance there was there any conversation around it no luckily no like he I mean he's um Aliyah's dad um loves 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 the natural african hair so for him it was on board i think that makes it easy um i cannot imagine if he didn't want his daughter to have um her locks it would have been tougher so he was on board um it was just more make sure it's maintained i am your salon helped of course mm -hmm. and all of that so that it's always neat uh but he was on board um from day one awesome um in the last conversation, you know, you were explaining um, the worry about how your children will be perceived. Can you tell us a little bit about how you cope with that? What strategies do you, have you adopted over time to make sure that your kid is confident that she's perceived the way she deserves to be perceived and that there's nothing wrong? Because I don't want to say... You know, there's that famous saying now, how do they say it? They say the way you dress is the way you will be addressed, you know. Yes. <laughs> and um, yes. the truth is that there's no reason why we should be looking down on our own natural hair, whichever way you choose to carry it. So I don't believe that if you have locks, you should be addressed differently from someone who doesn't have locks. But how do you cope with these perceptions and what strategies have you adopted? So I think one of the things um, that I do is educate my children. Um, so for example, especially around our culture, um, my daughter will tell you I'm a very proud Benin girl, you know, because I, I, I made that a thing. Um, they're very vast, they understand their history, you know, they know about um, Benin female warriors that went to war, you know, and my daughter will typically say, mom, you know, we're cut from that cloth. Um, I was at the pool with my child, I think it was um, two weeks ago, 
anymore. And somebody, an adult female, I think she's 50, um, was asking my daughter, you know, why do you have this hair? Why, you know, why are you, you know, it's kind of rough and all that kind of question. And my daughter asked um, this lady who became her friend, by the way, she's 50, just in terms of color, I said, why do you have a weave? <laughs> why do you have a weave? It's not your hair. So why do you have a weave? And I think that question, you know, surprised the lady because she said she's never thought of why she has a weave. She mm. has a weave because, you know, it's convenient. Everybody has. But you see, the ability to ask why, they got into a conversation. You know, my daughter started teaching her how to swim. They became friends, you know, a six-year-old and a 50-year-old. And I remember when she was going, she shook my hand and she said, wow, I learned a lot of things today. So I think it's kind of just um, educating them you know, get into conversations with people where possible. And um, also, I, I, I kind of don't want my children to not be able to ask why and assume that their point of view is all that there is. Mm -hmm. So continuously ask people questions because there was one time my daughter was like, why would anybody not be unlocked? You don't have your natural, you know, she had that thing going, you have your artificial hair, you don't know who you are. So I'm like, nope, we're not becoming radical here. But you, you want to get into conversations with people as opposed to um, making absolute statements. So she asked the lady, why do you have a weave? And it was such a beautiful um, encounter for me to witness and all of that. But yes, there will also be some people who are not um, comfortable having their kids around my kids. And I've seen that happen as well. I also try not to judge them. Sometimes I do because sometimes I'm like, I have my superior hat going on and I'm like, oh, please, is that where you are? You need to you know, get rid of mental slavery. But when I'm not thinking that way, I, I tell my children also, it's okay for some people not to like you. You're not jollof rice. Um, <laughs> even with jollof rice, there's all that debate about um, the Ghanaian one, the Nigerian one. So it's fine. Some people won't like you. That's life, isn't it? So, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Aliyah. I have another question for you. Can you can, can you tell Alia me? shade the way, but I will just fetch her one second. Oh, okay. What what we Okay, let me, let me wait for her. <laughs> She's here now. Okay, so Alia, oh, go ahead. Uh, I hope the conversation is not too boring <laughs> for you. But I have a small question for you. Um, do you know how to maintain your hair? Yes, okay. I, um, I. Okay, can you, can you tell me how? I usually take out my hair every day. Okay. My mom doesn't, well, I always care for my hair. I'm like, mom, how, how do you palm roll hair? Okay. <laughs> Okay, so you know that your hair has to be palm rolled. She's leaving, or tell them to send you the looks chill or something. So, so I'm like, so I'm like developing a new thing to try on my hair to make it like a full, a full look style. Interesting. Wow, please. Why I, you... I keep on trying new things. I really like trying new things. Okay. And somehow, sometimes it doesn't work, but sometimes you have to keep on trying. Okay. Please, I'm, I'm sure you're going to develop something really good very soon. And once you do, just let mommy let me know. I'm going to be your first customer. Okay? 
Okay. Okay, precious. That was that was awesome. Please, I need to use it. We need to patent some of these inventions that Alia is making. <laughs> we need to know that they had the, the, the world. The world had it first on talking locks with Lockitude. <laughs> Um, I, I absolutely agree. I, I think she, she's right on palm rolling, though. So, I mean, she challenged me this morning because she palm rolls her hair herself. And she's like, Mom, why can't you do? Like, it's not difficult. All you need to do is watch a YouTube video. But I'm like, no, I need to, you know, either go to Lockitude or call Stephen, you know, the person she mentioned, to come home and get the hair done. So, yeah, I'm still challenging myself to learn how to palm roll. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure she will teach me. Yeah. Okay, but just continuing that question, what is, like, what is maintaining Amalia's hair? For you, what was that like, and is it too stressful? Do you find? Do you think you could be doing something else, or is it a process that you enjoy? How do you find it? Oh, I absolutely love it because I I feel like the especially the hair washing days, right? Um, it's it's a very deep bonding experience. You know, you have your hands on your child's hair. You know, you're you're making girl talk. You're asking questions. She's giggling. You're happy. And I think for me, what's even most fascinating with Lux is the freedom that he brings. You know, my kids are very outdoorsy. So she goes to swim. She can swim with her own natural hair without any fear of after swimming, it's going to get due and I might need another perm. You know, all those concerns that you typically would have, you know, if she had permed hair, you know. But I, I think the process is very beautiful. It's not as stressful, and I must say this, as you would imagine, because that's another question people ask me, you know, is maintaining looks very stressful? No, it's not. In fact, it's the best hairstyle if you are a minimalist or if you're the kind of person who just couldn't be bothered and you still want to, you know, slay and all of that, locks is definitely for you. It's easy to maintain. And I mean, Adi, I learned this from you, um, the almost zero products. Ah, I must share this story. Um, a few weeks back, we went to a new salon, um, Adi, and they brought out a lot of products for my child and my hair. And Aliyah wasn't having it. And she said, no, mommy. We normally don't use all these products for our hair. There is really no need for this, and we have to leave. And when my child said that to me, I said, you know what, you're right. We have. I felt like I didn't have a choice. Mm. But I think that's the first time she brought up the palm roll in conversation. That, mommy, we need to learn to palm roll ourselves. Mm. Just in case we're not in Lagos or where, you know, there is locketing and things, we can help um, We can help ourselves. So, yes, it's, it's very easy um, to maintain. Mm-mm-mm. I'm so happy to hear this. Um, and you know, I really do not send interview questions ahead so that the conversations can be as genuine as possible. And, um, sometimes I, I find out that I'm like taking notes and really happy about where the conversation goes because I've, I, I've, you know, it's not an unplanned conversation. Um, but the next thing I kind of want yeah. to bring up is speaks to some of the work you're doing personally and i'm trying to make a link to how it affects your 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 thinking your how you communicate with your children and i believe because we've had um a ton of interesting conversations since we've met at at, at the locative yeah. studio yeah and um, i know what you do is called the thinking yeah. school and the fact that it was called the thinking school yes. by itself kind of made me think i was like okay what kind of school makes you think and in getting to know you yeah. and seeing how you're raising your kids i do know that thinking 
is what is allowing you to make the decisions that you're making for for not just yourself but helping your kids with those with with, with those yeah. decisions as well so can you tell us a little bit about you know the thinking school and how you think it affects you know your hair choice yeah. I think uh, I, I said this often the thinking school is my life's work um since I was six, about my daughter's age, I've always been curious about the human mind. And I, I think the first day I really observed was I was in a debate with a, you know, a boy where I, um, I think the debate was about um, girls are better than boys or something. And I was terrified of him. I thought he would win the debate, but I won. And he started crying. And for the first time, I'm thinking, wow, we were both terrified of each other. That was something I didn't consider at the beginning. And then I started to think, you know, just observing humans, how we show up in the world, you know, why we do the things that we do, questioning my own assumptions as well. Um, I alluded to it earlier where I said I never make absolute statements. I don't want to raise kids, you know, that that live in the realms of the absolute because, again, who knows, right? So it's been exciting. And, you know, my work is my life, so to speak. Wherever I am, and I tell my children all the time, our home is a thinking school. Thinking is always happening. I mean, you should think. So the why question, everything. Um, if You know, if I say, even when I say do this and I'm your mom, you should question because I, I don't know it all. Your father doesn't have all the answers. The teachers in school don't have all the answers, right? Nobody does. And that's how we innovate. So constantly, constantly questioning these assumptions, you know, is this right? Is this not right? You know, should I do it better? Should I not do it better? And I think that's what has led me. And I see where the open-mindedness have taken me to. I mean, meeting people like you, for example, every single day, there's something exciting that comes my way. And I started to think to myself, how do I get more people involved in this thinking movement? How do I get more Nigerians specifically um, to start to think critically? How do I create content? How do I create, um, not teaching you anything, but just guiding you uh, back to your innermost, your inner self, where you start to question even your own assumptions. That's a good, good, good place to start. So that's kind of my life's journey. That's what I do. That's my work. And that's what I plan to continue to do. And yes, it does influence how I raise my kids um, because this is me also. When you raise people who are not... Um, was the word they're not saying yes to everything you're doing just because i'm their mom or their dad you know you make all the right decisions or their grandparents or their teachers in school so that way um i remember when um one of my kids teacher made a very bad error in judgment i think uh, my my daughter observed something that was an error in judgment but she came back she told me about it and the next day the woman um apologized and my daughter says to me um no, no it was my son who says to me oh mama um look she realized realized she took some time to meditate so she realized um, that she made an error in judgment so that's it it's just getting giving them that head start in terms of recognizing the human condition questioning your assumptions adding your bits to the world at least before we go i mean we talk about all sorts of topics death life nothing is off limits and i think it allows for a richer um living experience so to speak yeah 
and of course it does affect my hair choice it's almost natural like mm-hmm. if i had a spirit i'm sure my spirit has locks right so, <laughs> there you go <laughs> okay um <laughs> okay yeah. all right i need to start thinking about what, what version <laughs> of my spirit self <laughs> you know i have to build up my spirit self and yeah look probably would look exactly like me but I, i'm not sure um I'm going to speak to a little bit on accessorizing, you know, so, um, does at any point, do you feel like Aliyah is being left out because of her hair choice with like the, do you feel limited? You know, the little girls have like the beads in their hair and they, they do all the styles with the pink ribbons and all of that. Do you in any way feel like her hair choice, um, limits her from being a kid? Okay, because she's she's I would have loved her to answer this question herself, but she, you know, Aliyah being a kid, she's she's run off somewhere and is doing what kids do. Mm-hmm. Aliyah is the fashionista, I'm not. So for example, this interview, she did not approve of my you know what I wore and how I packed my hair for this. <laughs> she said it was too bland. <laughs> and because I was, you know, being interviewed by you, I needed to put in a little more effort, right? So she has all sorts happening with the hair. She chooses her hairstyles. Um, what you didn't see um, earlier was she was on the phone, so she knows to type how to type locks on Google and see different lock styles for six-year-olds. So there's nothing boring about her hair. Um, in fact, what's fascinating is um, in a school where some people were thinking, hmm, you know, what, what sort of hair choice is this? But because of Aaliyah and how she carries it, I've had a few people come back to say, I wish I could do this. My husband would agree, but I wish I could do this for my child. So if for nothing else, I think it gives her a lot more freedom um, to be able to create. Um, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing that I'm not you are day, you know, because I imagine sometimes <laughs> if she wear your child, you'll be able to do <laughs> so much more i can't do anything to save my life so she's <laughs> she's a poor child right she's having to go on youtube herself to educate herself you, and then you know, learn I, how to manage her own hair but i don't i definitely do not feel go ahead no no, no. i was just going to say that i'm happy for you to loan her to me for maybe one day <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day, right? And then you will return her after the first hour, but no problem. <laughs> That's why I said one yeah, day. So she, I don't feel, I don't feel anyway. Okay. So one, one, one day, I'm happy to, so that I can rest. <laughs> I'm happy to, yeah. So I, I don't think I feel any way about her losing out because of her hair. If for nothing else, though, um, sometimes I feel like some of those beats are too heavy. You know, mm. for children our age, you know, sometimes I feel like those hairstyles are not even age appropriate, especially me being a child who really hated my hair being made. I didn't like it at all. It looked good in pictures, but I was never smiling in them, right? So I, I don't know if we ask children about some of these decisions we make with them, if they will be 100% on board, um, you know. So I don't feel like she's missing out at all. No. Okay. Okay, I have a couple more questions, and um, I hope I'm doing good when it comes to time. I think I'm doing good, actually. Um, and um, I think the conversation has been interesting so far. Um, the next question is really interesting, and I think I'm going to phrase it in, in a couple of ways. So I'm asking, like, does, does it kind of age hard to have locks at such a young age? Um, and when I say age, I mean, does it make her feel older among her 
pairs. It doesn't make her look older among her pairs. And the reason I feel like that's a little bit of a difficult question. I feel like Aliyah is such a mature six-year-old. So already she behaves maturely in herself because of how she's being yeah. raised, in my opinion. But do you think that there's anything that the hair influences in in, in that light or so in that regard? Yeah, I, I won't say that um, it's something that I mean. This is a clearly difficult question, but I, I wouldn't say that it's her hair, um, because you're right. Her personality is very, you know, she's very evolved, you know, in terms of how she shows up in the world. But I think what her hair has done for her, um, if for nothing else. Is if my daughter comes into a room, you notice her. Question becomes: Is it you know? Is, does she get good glances? Or some people, are, you know, feel sorry for her that probably she has a child abuse situation going. <laughs> her parents could have just permed her hair instead of you know letting her carry her natural hair. I never know what people are thinking when they see us, but you know she's she's the kind of child that you notice. So I think about that also in terms of you know what that will translate to in her later years. And again, as somebody who who doesn't make absolute statements i'm just um i don't have the answer so i'm intrigued i am curious also um to see what she says to me when she's 10 what she says when she's 16 for example and um, she's come back to tell me that uh, by the time she's 13 her hair will be so long we'll probably be touching the floor and then nobody can tell her nothing <laughs> right <laughs> when, when the hair starts touching the floor Nobody, including me, can tell her anything. She's getting a driver's license. She's going to be able to do anything she wants. So I found that very interesting, right? The ability to connect your hair with freedom. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, just because you have long locks, even the police, like, nobody can talk to you. She's like, yes, mama. I'm like, okay. You know, so I don't know what I have started. I'm just going to have to wait and see, you know, what, what happens. I mean, people have asked me that what if she grows up? And then she decides to, you know, she's even angry when she starts to see pictures and say, oh, why she cuts off her locks? And she's like, why did you do my locks? And all of that. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to know what will happen when she grows up, right? All I know is we're involved in the conversation. At least um, she said to me recently that her locks is better than a one-year-old picture where I made half of the hair. And because she was crying, I told the stylist to leave the other half. So one <laughs> side was Afro and the other side was made right at least now she has everything made uh, so i don't know i don't know i'm just curious also to see um how this evolves Mm. Yeah. It's an interesting point that you bring up because um, people ask me questions when they're trying to make that decision for their child, which is like, what if the child doesn't like the hair in the future? But I think what we fail to recognize is that you deciding to put to leave your child's hair natural is a choice you are making for that child as a child. You deciding to put extensions on the child's hair or, yes. you know, wig is a choice you are making at that point. So there's nothing wrong with you making a choice for your child. And when they mm -hmm. are old enough to make the, whatever choice they decide to make, then it's up to you to support it. So, um, whatever thing you do locks or anything, you are making Absolutely. a choice for the child. Um, the, the, the conversation has been good Absolutely. and I have, I've, I've learned a lot. Um, I've learned some things that are inspiring. I think a couple oh, more, I think, you. I think when I do this interviews, I'm always saying a couple more questions and I keep on extending them to a couple more questions. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, we had talked about 
weirdness and personality of like character that allows us to do keep our hair the way we keep our hair and i think that personally the work i'm trying to do with lockitude is to normalize locks to make it the option that you don't have to think that you'll be judged to have but i personally have experienced you know people think that you are fearless because you have locks or you are weird or you are you know all of those things because you have locks um so in, in in saying that my question is do you think it is appropriate that we are perceived as being weird or or stereotyped as a certain kind of personality type for us to have locks and for your daughter to also be falling under that stereotype what what do you think about that yeah i think until um the 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 we start to understand and I, and I got this thing about um, this being your natural hair from you one of the conversations um, I had you know my early days um, in Lockitude when you were telling me about how can something so natural and this is me paraphrasing you be unnatural so to speak um, so I remember for me it was my brother who um, um, there's a very kind woman who lived on the same street as us um, she was a traditional um, juju worshipper and she used to carry really long locks. So the first time he saw me, he called me her name. Like, wow, you have that lady's thing going on. What's up? <laughs> you know? And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Her locks are really beautiful. And he's like, no, why do you have locks? And, you know, he kept going there. And then somebody else said to me that it makes sense that you do locks. You know, you never want to conform. You go to great lengths. You want to stand out. But you see, I don't even see myself um, as weird as people, um, you know, kind of think of it. Like, I still think about so many things that I haven't done, and I'm 36, right? I haven't done, not broken any laws in my life. I've not done anything really um, outrageous enough for you to, and I'm a professional, because that's another thing. You know, when you have locks, the assumption is, you know, you maybe a, um, you're an artist, you are, you know, um, in some sort of profession, which is great, but I, I mean, I work within the corporate world, and I have locks on my head so i don't think i'm that weird unfortunately though unfortunately because we have not yet normalized like people will go to great lengths normalizing why you should have um hair shipped from india on your on top of your head and then they will tell you in that same organization um to take off your natural the hair that grows on the roots of your scalp that's natural to you so but i feel like like with my daughter, back to the story of my daughter and the lady at the pool, is we need to have these conversations. We need to have these conversations. They're so important. We're not there yet. I am happy. I'm thrilled to be here, to be talking about this. We're not there yet. But we need to continue to have this conversation until it becomes normal. Until it becomes normal. I'm so grateful for all the strong black women that decided to make natural hair a thing. I'm grateful for people like you that deciding, you know what, we need to normalize. Normalize women having their own hair. Black women celebrating black hair and things like that. So we need to continue to have more of these. Have myself, now I have the next generation, which is my child, you know, with her natural hair, loving it, talking about it. Um, the other day, my mom told my daughter to was it make her hair sleep, pack it a certain way so that it sleeps because she had everything up. And my daughter said the hair defiles gravity, like it doesn't sleep. You know, this is how the hair is. And it was a good conversation. So she's educating her grandma saying, this is how my hair is. It's not going to sleep. I mean, there's nothing you would do to locks that will make it look like cotton hair. That's not what it is, right? Mm -hmm. So we need also um, start to push different standards of beauty 
literally, you see. So when we think, when we look at these beauty mags and all of that, there is a stereotype that we still see, you know, skinny, um, certain skin color, certain hair, things like that. We need children, like my child, we need to start have even books. So I'm very deliberate when I buy books for my children. Um, one of our favorite books, um, shout out to the people who wrote um, The Malaika Story, are books of where she sees black girls with hair like hers. They're not too many. They're not too many. In fact, you really have to go to great lengths to find them. But these are some of the ways that we start to change the narrative. And these are things that we must, must, must all do a day. It's so important. Right. Um, thank you so much. One more question. But before I go to that question, let me just go over some of the things that we've said. We've talked about addressing that fear the fear of reminding ourselves of who we really are. And once we get to that point, that point where we address that fear, then we'll begin to start to live freely. We've talked about how, you know, Aaliyah is appreciating her beauty through her hair, which, you know, it is not, we all kind of grew up with the Disney princesses and the long hair. I know that for the longest time, I wanted my hair to flip. You know, when I, when I moved my head, I wanted my head to, you know, I wanted to be able to flip my hair with my hands, but nobody <laughs> told me that I could actually achieve that with my natural hair. It seemed like the only way to be able to flip your head to one side is if you had long silky hair. But right now I do have hair that flips and moves with the wind as well. So, you know, there is something in our beauty. Um, we've <laughs> talked about um, not needing to be jollof rice, you know, and everybody would not like you no matter what, even if you had the longest flowy Indian hair. Uh, not everybody will still like you and we kind of have to be comfortable in our skin. Um, I know you've also talked extensively about how our point of view is not all that there is and absolute statements are, you know, pointless because you are losing an opportunity yeah. to learn something about somebody else. And, um, I think, um, you, one of the, the best things that I've heard from what you said is that moment where you are actually bonding with your child in doing her hair, which is an interesting experience the way you put it, because I remember my mom doing my own hair as a kid and it was a struggle. So that's, you are changing that narrative in how you're bonding with your daughter. And it is actually a nice moment washing the hair and nobody's crying and nobody's hoping that some hot comb is not going to burn their ears. You know, that is beautiful. And, um, you said you paraphrased yeah. me, but again, I am learning from yeah. this statement. How can something natural be so unnatural? I think right there is, is where the question is. And once we realize that it's so natural, there's no point fighting it. Everybody should be happy with not just locking their hair, but for kids to also have locks. So my very last question to you is what advice do you have for parents out there who are considering locking their hair? And if we can have Aliyah back in the room, it would be nice to hear what advice she has for like her friends at school to lock their hair. <laughs> Okay. Um, I think for me, it would just be to say, um, listen to your child and then honor what's natural. So in my case, um, even though Aliyah did not know the name of what she wanted, it was very clear that she wanted locks, you know, from, I mean, I don't want comb in my hair. I don't want this. I don't want that. Then the next option was, of course, she wanted locks. So I think it's to listen to your child. Um, be true, be true to it. It's natural to have your natural hair. I, I, I don't know how else to say it. Um, so yeah, listen to your child and be true to you. Mm -hmm. Aliyah, any final words? 
about um, people who, who children like you considering locks, what would you say to them? Um, I'm not sure if anybody has noticed that I've had locks, <laughs> but I'll take an eye out. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's um, the response you get a day when a child will lock at me comes to give you final words. <laughs> okay, she but just said whatever needed to be said to go back to what she's doing. All right, but thank you so much. The conversation has been enlightening. Yeah. I have enjoyed talking to Halia. Yeah. Her voice is awesome. It's a, there's a beautiful ring to it. Um, there's a way they say it. They say like the ovaries in my tummy are like dancing or something like that. <laughs> I know. I feel like I need one of those, but I know it's not. It's not oh, easy work. Thank you. Yeah. So thank you so so much, and we will be in touch as always. Thank you. Okay. All right. Yes, then. we will. It was such an honor to be here. Thank you, Ade. Right. Bye now. Bye. What an adorable episode this has been. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. In our next episode, we seek to explore locks in relation to the LGBT community. It will be interesting to see if discrimination leads us to make lifestyle choices, such as locking our hair. The conversation promises to be exciting, interesting, informative, and of course, educative. I encourage you to be on the lookout for it. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Talking Locks podcast with Lockerty. It has been such a pleasure being your host. My name again is Adi Balogun and thanks to our producer, Savage Media. Please don't forget to follow us on social media. We are at Lockitude, L-O-C-I-T-U-D-E and you can find us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. And for more interesting podcast episodes on Everyday People with Locks, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. We are currently on Google, Apple, Stitcher and Spotify podcast. You can also find us on YouTube. And don't forget to keep it locked with an attitude. Bye.